0: tiara hello this is Allie, and this is the goddess vibration welcome so we said we were going to be lighter this time because the last couple episodes were like dark dark and if you're depressed after listening to those we are so sorry (laughs) i was depressed after reading about that stuff so this episode's lighter and we're going to talk about chakras And I think this is a needed discussion because there's a lot of like competing information about chakras. Like, is it seven chakras, nine chakras, 12 chakras? We've seen some places that it says there's 114 chakras. So we're going to clarify and demystify some of that uh, and talk a little bit more about the chakra systems and the ones you really need to focus on.
1: Well... Chakras is actually one of my favorite topics ever, but I will say that the main seven are definitely the most important because those are the ones that, you know, are always talked about, always, you know, always being studied and the hun- to get to the 114, there's specific math involved and we will try to break that down the best of our ability. <laughs>
0: Yes. And it's so interesting because I just I did a little bit of research on this topic because, you know, in my mind, like it's always been seven chakras. And those are the ones that I, I know. Those are the ones that I focus on. Um, so when I say the seven seven chakras, I'm talking about from root to crown, your root, sacral, solar plexus, heart chakra, throat chakra, third eye chakra, and then the crown chakra. But if you're talking about a 12 chakra system, then there's there's apparently chakras that go above the crown and then there's one that's below the root chakra, right? Yes. That's the, I believe it's the earth star. Yeah. Yes. So that's when it starts to get kind of wonky. Uh, but I was right. Like if you're going to focus on your chakras, you do want to focus on those seven, the first seven. Um, and it's interesting because on another podcast, we were talking about awakenings and how the type of awakening you have is determined by how the energy comes to the chakras, which I think is so, so fascinating. So for myself, when I had my spiritual awakening, I had what's called a top down awakening, which means that everything came down the crown chakra. So like I literally woke up one day and just had this massive download of information and was immediately like, sent out of the matrix, right? Like I awoke and I was like, whoa, we live in a fucking false matrix. And then just like my life just spiraled after that. Some people have a bottom up awakening or what's referred to um, sometimes as a Kundalini rising where the energy comes through the root chakra. And oftentimes it's precipitated by some type of event that happens in the physical world, like a death or a breakup or something like that. And then it triggers an awakening that goes up through the root chakra and then up to the crown, um, which funny thing, I think Ali has been experimenting with Kundalini. Are you still experimenting with the Kundalini stuff?
1: I am still experiment. Yes, I still am only because I'm determined to get I'm. I'm just it's just a personal goal of mine to have my Kundalini awakening. And I am very determined to make that happen.
0: So I thought this was so fascinating when you were talking about, like, the meditations associated with that and how you kept seeing a snake. Like an actual snake. It was an actual snake. Yep. Like in the meditation. Yes.
1: That is wild. Yes. That's wild I I haven't tried in a while, but when I was trying, a snake would form because I can see like colors and sometimes I can see shapes or I can see like beings. And all of a sudden I am seeing this snake head form. And at one point it was like staring right back at me, like the eyes, the tongue. It was like a perfect snake like image And I was just like, "Okay, Allie, don't freak out! Don't freak out! You're fine."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Um, god! Snakes, snakes
1: are not exactly my favorite thing in the world, but I will say that like snakes are like very symbolic when it comes to knowledge, and so my appreciation for snakes has shifted and it's growing. Um, Yeah. And so the snake was just staring me down. And it's actually really crazy because, like, you can also feel physical things in the body. Like, I felt knocking in my lower back. And I had this whole conversation with my acupuncturist. And he was like, oh, he was like, the snake was knocking. Like, he's awakening. And so, like, certain things can happen throughout the body. And, like, if you have a blocked chakra. So I was actually in this meditation. And this is the closest I've ever gotten. The snake was formed, there was knocking in my back, I could feel the snake physically moving up through my chakra. And I had, and I had an inkling that my throat chakra was blocked. And so when the snake got to my throat, that's when it stopped. And I was like, No, this is horrible. And I haven't really tried again, since that incident. But Once I get the energy, it also takes a lot of energy, you guys. So like once I can bristle up the energy, I'm going to try again.
0: So the whole concept of the Kundalini awakening and the Kundalini stirrings is so fascinating to me because um, you were talking about before how you were having like physical sensations in your body, like twitches and like feeling just energy kind of like surging in different areas of your body. And that's what happens when the kundalini starts moving. Like you just kind of, your body just responds. It's a very, like the kundalini rising is a very physical awakening. Like it's literally the body awakening. Um, and it's so interesting because I, I've read a couple things about this, about how people who oftentimes have sudden kundalini risings and have no fucking idea of what's happening to them. Like no frame of reference at all that it's a spiritual thing and they just completely lose their minds. And it's it, it's wild that to think that that can happen to people, but it does. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, you guys are here to listen to this because some of you guys might be experiencing some of these things and have no freaking idea. If you're experiencing something like that, like just surges of energy in your body and your limbs are moving, or like maybe you're seeing colors. Um, I've heard of people seeing like colors in their body, like... Just, just, just some wild I can. stuff. I can, like, you can see, like, the colors, the energies in yes. the body. Yeah. Okay, that's wild. That's wild. Um, but if you are experiencing something like that, it's a good chance that it's Kundalini. So you need to start doing like either Kundalini yoga or find someone who can help guide the energy up to the crown chakra because that's really where it needs to go.
1: Definitely, it's it's. It's really cool. I mean, you have to be in a specific like mental space. Um, You know, I have met a few people that are trying to push it through. And if you are not familiar or if you're not skilled, I would not recommend to ever try to push it through. Like it's something that you need to be really patient with. You need to take your time with it. You need to let it flow naturally. Don't try to push it through especially for those who aren't ready for it. As Tiara mentioned, there is a dark side to Kundalini Awakenings, which if you're serious about it, I would definitely do some research if you are trying to push it through. Again, I don't recommend it, only because I'm giving this warning because I have read things where psychosis could form if you're not ready for it. Like there are certain mental implications that can come with a Kundalini arising if you're not ready for it mm. so take caution do your research that's all I recommend
0: right that's actually really good good advice now I'm not gonna lie the whole Kundalini thing I don't know what it is but there's some aspect of it that terrify- terrifies me I don't know what it is about it I don't know if I'm just a sissy I, I have no idea I just the concept is it's freaky to me. So I try to stick to like, you know, just kind of working with each of my chakras individually as I need to. Um, Speaking of that, I don't think we've actually sat here and defined what the hell a chakra is. Someone could be listening. I mean, for the most part, I think a lot of people do know what chakras are, but we're here to educate. So I think we should at least give a little bit of insight into what chakras actually are and how we can manage them especially if we're on a spiritual journey, because if you are, you're going to have to manage your chakras. It's just kind of, you know, comes with the territory, at least in my opinion.
1: Well, it definitely comes with the territory only because like the chakra system is our universal life force. It's what connects us to other dimensions. It's what connects us to like the divine realm. And they really need to be worked on because if you have blocked chakras, and it's not only... In the 5d aspect, the chakras affect our 3d everyday life. And as we Mm. talk about the chakras, like I'm going to explain to you how it affects our 3d everyday life. Because, for example, the sacral, the sacral is all tied to our like creativity, and can be tied to our sexuality. And for example, the solar plexus is tied to like our empowerment, like our power. And so if these things are blocked, like you could be affecting your creativity, which is something that you use in your three day, 3d
0: life. Absolutely. Um, Interesting to note is that most people on this planet live from their lower three chakras. The goal is to actually, you know, get to clearing your upper three chakras, too. And so that all your chakras are being used. But most people live from the bottom three, which I mean, I guess, depending on how you look at it, are technically, quote unquote, the lower energies. I don't know that I'd say that um, if you're only living from those three energies. OK, I could kind of see why people might say that. Um but essentially, Allie was referring to, to, the, to the sacral chakra and the solar plexus chakra. Those are two of the lower chakras. The first chakra is the root chakra. And that's the one associated with like your physical world, stability, comfort, um, that you're taken care of, that you have all your essentials and necessities. And if this chakra is blocked, you're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a really bad time. Um Because you're going to block things that are associated with your stability and the things that are essential and that you need to survive. So the root chakra is so, so important. And I know that for me, when I was dealing with like um, scarcity issues, scarcity mindset um, and like issues with financial abundance, it was because of that root chakra being blocked. So. I had to work on that and everyone at some point in their life is going to need to work. I can't say everyone, cause some people are just, I don't know, blessed into abundance, but a lot of us aren't. So if you're dealing with abundance issues or you're trying to manifest abundance and you're struggling, look at that root chakra, because that's going to give you a lot of insight into where the issue might be coming from. Definitely. Um, I just want to backtrack
1: real quick and explain to you what a chakra is, because sorry, we.
0: Oh yeah, not, we were gonna do that. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, we we get, we get into <laughs> topics and just like talk and talk and talk and talk, and then like thought audience is like, "What? Wait, hold on." Our bad. So a chakra,
1: a chakra means like in Sanskrit, it means a wheel, and it refers to energy points in our body, and so they are thought to be. Sp- spinning disk of energies that should stay open and align and they correspond to bundles of nerves, major organs and areas of our energetic body that affect our emotional and physical well-being. And what's really fascinating about this is because I was actually watching a YouTube on this and this is the second time I've watched it, but each chakra is actually has like a triangle in like a physical triangle, and then around it is a circle. And so that's kind of what keeps it in the wheel. But the triangle point is actually, like, tied to our energy source, which I thought was so cool. And um, he used this example where it's like, okay, if you're at a lake and if you pick up a rock, it doesn't matter what shape the rock is. When you throw it into the water, what is the shape that the ripples are? They're circles. And so I thought that was a really cool analogy about like, it doesn't matter what shape it is. When you throw it into the water, the ripples are always circular and like moving outward. And that's kind of like similar to what a chakra is, except they live inside of our body.
0: They also, and I think this is so fascinating. They kind of, they all have their own energetic frequency. Um, And I don't know if you guys have seen, I've seen a couple of these on YouTube and TikTok, or like some guy or, you know, woman will do an experiment where they will put like sands on a speaker and then play a specific frequency. And then the frequency turns into a design, like the sand turns into a design in accordance to the frequency, the sound frequency. Sometimes when you look at chakras, like the chakras that are um, like, even if you just Google and look at some of the images of the different chakras, you'll see that each one has like a different sh- design or like... Um, at least a triangle, Uh, but sometimes there's a depiction of, like, an image associated with the chakra. That is the visual manifestation of the frequency, which I think is so, so fascinating. So um, if you are on YouTube and you're looking at, like, I've seen a lot of these where they have, like, different uh, frequency sounds that you can just listen to to help balance your chakras, you'll see, like, the one for the root chakra is a frequency that's different than the one for the throat chakra. So um, also something that I thought was really, really fascinating and something to keep in mind once you start doing that chakra work.
1: Definitely. That is actually really cool.
0: Isn't that so cool? I just thought that was so fascinating.
1: The chakra system is so fascinating, you guys. Like it, it's such a great rabbit hole. It's a fun rabbit hole. <laughs> it really is, the- <laughs>
0: especially once you, yeah. Start getting into Kundalini and all that stuff. Oh my God, I could get lost in that shit for hours.
1: Yeah, I think you should explore your fear around your Kundalini.
0: I don't know I- what's, well, I have no idea what that's about.
1: I have no fear. I'm just like, I'm not, I am, don't take my example only because I know how to handle energy and I kind of know what I'm, no, I do know what I'm doing, but yes, I'm that person trying to push it through. And, you know, I had to find balance with it, with trying to push it through, but also letting it flow naturally. It does have to be worked on. For some people, it will just happen very naturally, but I think that's a very rare phenomenon. Um, for most people, like when you feel ready, it is something that you actually have to physically work on because I don't, It, it there's a lot to it. It requires a lot of practice. Um, you really have to have a knowledge and understanding of the chakra system in order to really push that through. Mm. Um, so, but you shouldn't do it if you're not ready. Right. But I think Tiara should at least explore
0: what that fear is. Well, I think part of it is I, I feel like I don't have a handle or grasp on energy like you do. Like, I feel like energy just kind of rolls me. So in Chinese medicine... Um, myself in particular, I deal with a lot of heat in my body and I have for a really long time and I don't really know why. So the idea of like messing with that makes me feel like I might break something. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. it. I'm like, oh shit. I don't want to like break it. (laughs) Or make it worse. So that's why I guess maybe I'm hesitant to like I just I gotta figure out this heat thing. I don't know. You well, dealt with heat in the body too.
1: Yeah, and I still haven't steered away from trying to do my
0: Kundalini. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I gotta explain. I that. am
1: really close though. Like I I can communicate with my guides now. It took, you know, the majority of my life. And my guides have said, and my guides have said, like, your kundalini is so close. So it's like, I've already have awakened, like, I've already had, like, very profound shifts and, like, awakenings. And now my guides are like, you are so close to your kundalini. So, like, my spiritual journey is, it's never going to end, of course, but, like, the major shifts are almost over, which... I am really looking forward to that because it has been a, it's just been a blast to my senses and body, literally.
0: (laughs) Right. So I do want to dive into each of the chakras, but before I do that, I want you to talk, can you talk about what's going to happen? Like when you succeed and you have your Kundalini rising, what's going to happen? Do you know what's going to happen?
1: When my understanding of it is that when you successfully have a kundalini awakening, you feel different. And even for some, some will even look different. Right. Because like once you get into the higher frequencies, it's like your body can heal. And so like you might feel younger, you might look younger. But also like you just feel more aware, like your kundalini awakening is all about. Like personal awareness, outer awareness, really just being able to perceive things that maybe you weren't able to perceive before. Like everything, clarity, everything makes more sense. You also just unlock this bundle of knowledge. And those are some of the things that I have read, and those are some of the things that I've been told like those are just some of the things that you have to look forward to once your kundalini completes
0: very interesting Hmm, okay i was just kind of curious about that because i know you've been trying for some time and i'm just like okay what is she trying she already knows like more than 99.9 percent of the population like what else is she trying to get here
1: You know me. I I value knowledge, guys. This is my thing. Like I I do too. And I want to know everything. I trust me. I see I see all these things on TikTok and I have like a whole list and I'm like talking to, you know, archangels and guy like my guides and gods. And I'm just like, what what's happening on our planet right now? And some really
0: fascinating stuff is coming through. Well, and sometimes they tell us and then sometimes they're like, oh, you got to figure it out. And then I'm just like, oh, okay. Great. Yeah, but we we're smart enough. We'll figure it out. Right. Um, so Ali earlier talked about the sacral chakra, which is, t- this is the second chakra. So you have your root chakra and then like at the bottom, which I guess depending on who you talk to, the root, sh- root chakra is located like
1: At the base of the spine.
0: Is that where it is? Okay. The base of the spine. Then you have your sacral chakra, which is like... Located below below your belly. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is the one, again, tied to creativity, pleasure, sexuality. Um, I've done some womb work and some womb healing work. And I see this chakra blocked in a lot of women who have dealt with pretty much any type of trauma or stress. Because in women... Trauma, stress, wounding, all of that stuff gets held in the womb center or the sacral chakra. So I see a lot of blocks here when that kind of thing happens. And when that's there, you're going to struggle with creative expression. You're going to struggle with sexuality. You're going to struggle with enjoyments and pleasure and um, emotional expression. And... This chakra specifically is also one that's linked to water. So if you're wanting to do or you feel like you've got a sacral chakra blockage, I would really recommend looking into womb healing or womb healing work. If you're a woman, if you're a masculine, you could probably look into doing things like um, shadow work. Because again, it's similar for the masculine too. Like if you have wounding or sexual trauma, it's going to store itself in the sacral chakra. So it's going to be really important particularly for this chakra to do like shadow work, shadow healing, going back to that wounding processing it, extracting the lesson, letting it go. And then you can also explore frequencies to help align the chakra as well. But this chakra requires actual work. I mean, they all do, but this one in particular is like a very specific form of work. Just based on some of that experience, my experiences and what I've seen.
1: I agree. Um, I and here's the thing about chakra guys that as complicated as it already sounds, there are three things that can happen with a chakra they can either be not open at all, they can be open, which is where you want it to be, or they can be overactive. Right now, if the chakra obviously isn't open, or if they're overactive, guess what? They don't really work. To your advantage. You want it in that sweet spot right there in the
0: middle of open. Right. And I still haven't mastered that. So. Either (laughs) have I. Right. you're struggling with that, like, we get it. I'm just like, what? It needs to be open, but not too open. And then not too close, but just slightly close. And I'm just like, what? I don't. Okay. (laughs) It's it's hard.
1: It 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 takes a lot of work. And here's the thing. They want like the idea is for all seven of them to be open and perfectly balanced.
0: Oh, right. Does anyone <laughs> is there anyone on this planet that has achieved that? Like really. I actually
1: achieved it once. And then my next visit to my acupuncturist he was like what happened? He was like your last visit <laughs> everything was open and like my body was feeling great and then my next visit it was like all over the board he was like oh great so you went from like being opened and aligned to like my throat being overactive my third eye being overactive my crown being overactive and then my other chakras underactive and i was like i don't know how i went from like perfect to this hot mess
0: right i don't (laughs) yeah it's hard to keep it in balance but just because you know life happens to you things happen you know you shift. So it's really hard to keep those chakras in perfect alignment and balance. We get it. We haven't achieved it. But it's good to be knowledgeable so that at least you know if, you know, if there's a block um, where you might need to look and how you can go about balancing it.
1: Definitely. So, listen, we're not perfect. We have our flaws. (laughs) Yes, we do. All of us do. Absolutely. So our next chakra is our solar plexus. Yes. This is one I've
0: had issues with for a while, actually.
1: I have had an overactive solar plexus for months now, and I cannot figure out why. I cannot figure out why. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Oh, yeah. Something else about the chakra system, you guys, is that uh, they're color-coded to the rainbow. And so so, so the root is red. The sacral is orange, the solar plexus is yellow, the heart is green, the throat is blue, the third eye is indigo, and the crown is violet. Yes. So the solar plexus. Or white.
0: Or white for the crown
1: too. Oh, Tiara's right. I forgot about that. So the solar plexus is yellow and it's tied to like our personal power. Um, Tiara, what else is it tied to?
0: It's tied to confidence, strength, courage as well. Um, And it's also a chakra that's quite masculine. So like the sacral is feminine, watery. Solar plexus is masculine, like more fiery. So... Oftentimes when this one is overactive or out of balance, you might see digestive issues. You might see issues with the kidneys. You might see excessively masculine characteristics. Um, So maybe leaning more heavily into logic or being analytical or being competitive. Um, Exceptionally so like, I mean, I was all of this. Like, I'm not gonna lie. This is probably why I've had my issues with the solar plexus chakra. I was quite Damn. masculine. Um, Damn. heavily competitive. Like, I was like the type of person that I was like, oh, I'm gonna steal your job because I'm better than you. Like that was me for like 15 years. Um Dang. oh, I was a shark, man. <laughs> Freaking shark. So um so yeah, it's 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 a chakra that often needs to be tamed. And me and Allie haven't quite figured that, figured that out because I'm still having issues with my solar plexus and I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know either. Like I said, I don't even think my acupuncturist knows he's like, I don't understand. And I was like, well, <laughs> I, I have a lot. I do. I carry a lot of, I do have a lot of masculine energy. I think it is tied to the fact that I grew up, um, with two older brothers and like I grew up in a very masculine household and Mm. I think that's I think it's just
0: I think mine developed from childhood (laughs) okay I mean that makes sense for me I think it was just like a self-worth thing so I was just like I felt like I needed to prove myself to myself kind of thing and so I just grasped onto that and just became overly competitive I also was a bodybuilder for a long time because it was so competitive and I was like yeah I can do that because I was just into that. <laughs> like, what can I do to be more competitive? Like, that was my energetic state. Oh, I um, love
1: competitive sports. Like, I was a gymnast for many years. And gymnastics is a very competitive
0: sport. Absolutely. So, again, this is often a chakra that needs to be tamed. Um, but there are things you can do. Like, you know, I, the frequencies on YouTube you can listen to. To balance out the chakras a little bit some people say and i don't know i haven't tried this technique but that you can eat foods associated with the colors of the chakra to balance that specific chakra i have not tried that but apparently it's a thing i don't know i think it is a
1: thing i haven't tried it either but i have done research on it and i mean people some people
0: swear by it oh really Okay, I might explore that just specifically for the solar plexus chakra because that one's got some issues. Um, (laughs) The next one is the heart chakra, which is tied to love, compassion, kindness, understanding. This is a chakra that's blocked in a lot of people too. And it's the one that once you have your awakening, depending on what stage you are in your awakening, is going to blast open. Like that happened to me. Um, well, not immediately after my awakening. I want to say maybe a couple months after it kind of blew open. And like, it, it kind of makes sense that it'd be blocked. Cause we live in a world where it's just like, everyone's so hardened and it's just like, you got to protect yourself and protect your heart from getting hurt. And people are mean and you can't trust anyone. And it just kind of develops. A lot of people that have trauma from their childhood They were hurt, have blocked heart chakras. So it makes sense. But at the same time, if you want to raise your frequency and your vibration, you can't do that with a blocked heart chakra. Like, you just can't. So um, once mine started to open, I started just feeling this wave of different emotions that I had blocked myself from for a long time. Um, And that's how it felt for me. It might feel similar to some of you guys who are also going through opening your heart chakra oftentimes a heart chakra will just blow open by itself um usually it's divinely inspired or divinely guided so maybe you've got like a guide or someone who's like trying to help you open that but once it does open you will feel a flood of very beautiful emotions at least that's how it was for me
1: the heart chakra is kind of the gateway to your upper chakras and if you don't oh, that's open, a good way it. It, it it is and if you don't, if if the heart chakra is not open, it's going to be really hard to activate the upper chakras. If you have an awakening from like the kundalini, you rise up from the root to the crown, the heart chakra is like the gateway. Um, lucky for me, <laughs> I had the awakening from like up to down. And so honestly, I probably wouldn't be where I am today if it had been the opposite. Because the heart chakra I felt like was kind of the last chakra for me to really open up. Mm, yeah. um, and so it really depends on your experience. It really depends on everyone's uh, how how it happens for you. I think I just got really lucky. Um, but yeah, the heart chakra for me was just I had a lot of wounding and I carried a lot of trauma and I just wasn't ready to take it head on or deal with it. And so it kind of just I locked it up inside and I threw away the key. Um, So I'm really fortunate that the awakening for me happened from the up to down. Because without that, I probably like I said, I wouldn't be where I am today.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and your experience, I think checks out with a lot of people who have had trauma and hurt from their childhood or past. Uh, it, I don't know why it just tends to block the heart chakra, like really, really block it. So some of you guys might need to to put in conscious effort to open it back up. And there are things that you can do, as we mentioned before, but if you're really, really struggling, you might want to look into getting some spiritual coaching to help navigate you through some of those past hurt and past traumas. Um, Because I know that that's proven to be effective for both me and Allie. Agreed. So
1: the next chakra is the pesky. I call it the pesky. (laughs) The pesky throat chakra. (laughs) (laughs) The throat chakra is like the empowerment of your voice. And it's, it's just, it's been really hard when you live in a matrix because people, the government and the news and corporate offices and bosses, and when you have someone to report to, they are doing everything they can to silence you. They don't want to empower you. They work really hard to kind of turn you into a minion and like do what they say and follow the rules and do this. And they, they kind of take away your voice and they kind of take away your individuality. And unfortunately that's what the 3d matrix is all about. And so it's, a lot of people have just lost, you know, their voice. They've lost their individuality and that all comes from the throat, the throat chakra.
0: Yes. Another interesting thing about the throat chakra, and I didn't learn this till later, is that it's also not only associated with communication, but also with listening. So if you have this thing where you don't listen to people or like you refuse to, you know, hear other people authentically, you're going to have a throat chakra blockage. Um, I know for myself, I had an issue that Allie was describing in that I struggled with Authentically expressing myself and my truth because I had fear in regards to how the matrix would react, um, and I think Ali had something similar. Did you have something similar? Because I thought we were like going through the same thing at the same time.
1: I did have something similar, on like to the point where I was like, "Well, I don't want to talk about that because people are going to want to throw me into a loony bin."
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I think this is a really common thing with people who have awakens, um, and I actually developed like. And I'm still dealing with it, like physical stuff associated with the throat chakra. So I developed nodules on my thyroid. um, Same. Which I'm I'm still dealing with. Like I'm still dealing with those. Oh my God. Right. So, like, stuff like that will happen (laughs) if you're dealing with a throat chakra blockage.
1: Yes, it was so funny. I the first time I actually saw I guys I love my acupuncturist. I'm sorry to talk about him. But um, like I had gone to the I've gone to get like my annual physical and then directly after I had my first appointment with my acupuncturist. And it's so ironic because I had my appointment and my doctor had found like a little node, like she's like, I think you have a node. And so like they sent me to ultrasound, found out that I did have a nodule on my thyroid. And ironically enough, I had gone to my acupuncturist and he was like, I see a bulge, like a small bump coming out of your neck. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. (laughs) And he was just like, I think you have a nodule. And so um, I went and got the ultrasound and then they confirmed that I had a nodule. And he was like, yeah, he was like, you got some serious issues with your throat chakra.
0: And I was like,
1: great, that, uh, what do I do? And he was like, well, we're gonna, he was like, it can be healed. Luckily it was benign. So that's great. And so he was like, yeah, he was like, you just have to really work on opening your throat chakra. He was like, I'm also gonna put, put you on some medication and then you know when in future visits like we'll we'll work on it through acupuncture and so it's been an ongoing it's been an ongoing story of trying to solve the nodule problem.
0: Yeah. Funny thing, I also have nodules and mine were like bigger and like more complex than Ali's and they were like, you need to get these what's it called? Uh where they removed? stick the needle. No. Well, they, will they stick the needle in biopsy. they like, biopsied. you need to get these. Yeah. And I didn't want to. I don't know what it was. Like, there was just like this reflexive rejection of the idea of getting biopsied. So I haven't done it. I'm hoping it's not like cancer because I have no fucking idea. You still <laughs> haven't gone. Okay. No. That's a whole other issue no. that we're going to talk about. Uh, no, I haven't gone because I don't, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. So. I am managing it though with, um, the, I'm using castor oil, castor oil compress at night on the thyroid is supposed to help reduce nodules. So I've been doing that. seems to be helping.
1: Interesting. Okay. Like I said, we're going to, we're going to talk after <laughs> <laughs> the next chakra is your third eye. And I absolutely love this chakra. This is like my gateway to like my whole being and my whole identity. Mm-hmm. The third eye chakra is in between your eyebrows. And it's like the, I can never say this, right? The pine, was it? Pineal, pineal Peniel? gland, pineal Peniel glands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And it is the gateway to our intuition. Um, it's it's more than that. It's like it's how I'm able to, you know, see auras and see beings and see things like snakes. And it's just it's just so cool. I love it.
0: Yes. So this chakra is tied to imagination, um, intuition. And if you're struggling with being intuitive or feeling like you're not very intuitive at all, you're, you probably have a third eye chakra blockage. Because um, as Ali said, this is the chakra from which you gain your intuitive insights. And then you can also see things intuitively. Um, or like, so like when you see visions or if you see like um, imagery, all that stuff is coming through the third eye. But is so cool. It's actually really, really, really cool. Um, and I know it, you, Allie, have struggled with it being too open. I feel like. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I usually have an overactive. I don't think any of my chakras are closed. I usually have an overactive chakra issue. And most of them are always in the upper chakras mm. because I use them. Like. I also am a dreamer. And so, like, m- like I use them day and night. All day oh, and all
0: night. yeah yeah yeah. Oh Allie really had a total a medical to... emergency. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, you can talk about my medical emergency. <laughs> Allie had a total medical emergency with her third eye chakra. Um which was probably my fault, so my bad. Um but it was just straining so 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 badly. So I actually went and called upon an archangel to do some energy healing work specifically for that chakra. And it was like letting off a steam valve, like all this pressure just releasing from the third eye chakra. And it just blew my freaking mind. It blew both of our minds. I know. I was just like, what? It was just so incredible. Um, But apparently that kind of stuff can happen even with any of the chakras. I'm sure that that's possible um speaking of that I think I'm going to explore that healing method a little bit more and like maybe focus on just the chakras.
1: yeah I love that idea
0: I have been looking
1: into gaining this healing powers from this archangel um I've been working with my guides and some of the archangels on getting that started but it's a skill I am definitely open and willing to
0: develop yeah absolutely Okay, so this next chakra is probably my favorite. It is the one at the top of the head, uh, referred to as the crown chakra. And this is the chakra that is our spiritual connection or establishes the spiritual connection to the other realms. Um, and this is a chakra that me and Ali both use quite frequently. I get the impression that like a lot of the downloads and stuff comes through this chakra um and oftentimes when we're channeling i feel like it's it's the crown chakra but also the third eye but mostly the crown just because i've had a crown chakra blockage before and let me tell you that i was getting nothing like nothing (laughs) was coming through remember when i had that blockage oh and everything was going to you like all my guys yeah when you
1: when you lost your gifts right
0: Yes, it was essentially a crown chakra blockage because I was asking about it, and they were like, "You know, it's 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 your crown, it's your crown, it's your crown." Um, they they turned off her crown, right? And so I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess Allie's gonna be my crown chakra." And they literally, like, she literally was like, all the information meant for me <laughs> meant for me was going to her. The fourth thing. I'm so sorry. Um, but that'll happen if you have a crown chakra blockage. If you're a spiritual person and you're used to like being connected if your crown is blocked all of that's gonna stop um if it's overactive you're gonna probably get more stuff than you want um and i do think an over an overactive crown can also cause like hallucinations psychosis that kind of thing too i believe um underactive crown the impression i get is that it's like you you struggle with the spiritual connection or you might question it and i could see that leading to an underactive crown but oh yeah like if you're a spiritual person you need to make sure that that crown is managed and open otherwise you're gonna have a bad time <laughs> sorry sorry
1: i don't mean to laugh at anyone it's pain uh <laughs> that was just funny that just kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> that's all right that's okay um, yeah, the crown. I, I don't really focus that much on the crown. I know my crown is open and, and I also know that it's also overactive because I just, I get so many downloads from everywhere. Things that I don't even care about, I know things about <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, w- why do I have to know that? Why is that important? <sighs> the universe just
0: tells me things, guys. Right. So there are actually a couple more chakras above the crown. I'm just going to mention them very briefly um, to complete the 12. So above the crown is the soul star chakra, which connects you to your higher self. And then you have the spirit star chakra, which is spiritual wisdom. Above that is the universal chakra, which connects you to pure consciousness. And then there's the galactic chakra, which is divine knowledge. And then... That very, very, very highest one here above the head is the divine gateway chakra, which is tied to universal consciousness. So my understanding is that these other extra chakras don't need to be managed or maintenance. It's the seven that we mentioned initially, the root to the crown that need to be maintenance is how I understand it.
1: The seven definitely need to be maintenanced. Um, The higher and in even the one below us, which is, I think, the what did I say it was earlier? The earth one, the The earth star, the earth star. Those don't need to be managed. Um, I do. I do chakra readings. And so like my deck has the nine chakras, including like the main seven plus the earth star and the soul star. And Mm. I think once you get to this, I think once you have access to the soul star. Depending on the way that you balance your other seven chakras, is an indication of the higher chakras and the information that a person can receive. So they really are all tied together, but you really need to focus on the main seven. But also the the bottom one and the star are just as important. But that's like advanced chakra work.
0: Yes. So I mean, that makes total sense what you said about how connected you are will determine the information you receive. Yes. Um yeah, No. know that makes total sense.
1: So that's why I do those chakra readings. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is so much more to chakras, guys, and we've already been talking for
0: like 48 minutes. So Oh my god. I know we didn't even get to the 114. I know. So, like, how did they come up with 114 chakras? Like, okay, you, you want the math real quick? Okay, so
1: the math, I'm gonna break this down really quickly, and I'm sorry if this doesn't make any sense. So, there are 114 chakras in the human body, and they are split into seven major chakras. So, within those seven major chakras, you have 21 minor chakras and you have 86 micro chakras. All right. So it's also becoming an increasing common. Oh, wait, no. It's also becoming increasingly common to hear about the 12 chakras. So there are 12 technically about the ones that Tiara just listed. And then from the seven major chakras, within those seven, you have 21 minor chakras and then you have 86 micro chakras. And yeah. And so. All like the minor chakras and the 86 chakras actually play a very important role into the seven major chakras on whether or not they're overactive or they're blocked or underactive. So there is so much that goes into this that, like I said, it's it's a whole study. If you are interested in this topic, you guys should definitely like hit the internet, get some books because. This is our universal life force. This is why this is one of my favorite topics ever. Um, and so I highly recommend that you do some research if you guys find this just as fascinating as I do.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, total chakra rabbit hole. We just barely started digging. If you want to dive into that, please do do some research. Go to Google. There's stuff on YouTube, too. Um, but yeah, there is just so much fascinating information about the chakras, chakra system, and a lot of it's very very helpful and valuable if you're on that spiritual journey. So, uh, definitely do some additional research. I see us probably doing another topic on chakras possibly because I'm fascinated by this 114 thing which you know, could probably easily be like a two-part series. Definitely. Um, no, it definitely oh, yeah.
1: can be. And then like and then like if we dig further into a kundalini, and you know there's there's so many different things that are tied to chakras and like our own and just everything in our, like within our personality and the way that we behave and emotions and physical abilities and everything about our health really is all tied to our universal life system which is the chakra system
0: and our aura too chakras affect your aura how they're functioning and we're gonna It'll have a
1: whole other topic about that. <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. We, try, we were going to try to tie that into this, but it's already been 50 minutes. So <laughs> we'll make that a separate podcast episode. Thank you so much, guys.
1: We promised to be lighter. I'm sorry if like we kind of got all over the board in the beginning. Um, you know, it's just there's so much to talk about, but we'll work on orga- organization
0: yes thank you guys so much for tuning in you guys know where to find us online if not you can reach us at www.goddessvibrationstudio.com and we are also on tiktok and instagram so please do follow check us out and we'll talk to you again soon thank you thank you